This is so wizarding. What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 496 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm a super agent man. (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends review movies, TV, and sometimes more. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of the first major release of the year. That's right, guys. It's Matthew Vaughn's Argyle. But before we get into that, let's find out how everyone's doing this week. Marcellus Reagans, what's been going on in the twisted mind of Marcellus Reagans? <laughs> What's been going on? Uh, I have been feverishly working on t-shirt designs. Uh, I got a few more that I've been working on. And the thing about these designs is that I I work on it, you know, for a while. And then I think I'm done. And right before I'm ready to, like, send you guys, like, a little sneak peek of it before I upload it, I wake up the next day and I'm like, nope, nope, I got to do it over again. Got to do it over again. This happens every single design. So, uh, yeah, I was all set to release some new ones. And then I woke up today and I'm like, nope. Nope, I gotta do I gotta do something else. So uh eventually I will be satisfied with the looks and uh they will be coming out. But uh yeah, that's what I've been doing mainly working on t-shirt designs. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, people can uh visit our T public store and, and purchase merchandise, which helps support the show. Hope they don't yes. think it's cheap to go to the movies 47 times a year. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, how are you? Uh I'm alive. I finally caved <laughs> I, finally, <laughs> I finally caved and bought the uh, regal unlimited membership so yes. now i'm gonna go to the movies more um just to <laughs> make it worth my time is it physically possible for a person to go to the movies more than we go um surprisingly i'll find ways to to sneak in more i just want to get the most out of how much i'm spending not that okay. it's like an astronomical amount but i feel like you know i'm buying the membership i get a free movie ticket i might as well go well uh, you can always review anything we're not doing on the podcast on tiktok yeah that would require me remembering to do that (laughs) (laughs) we're lucky if you get to go to the movie right yeah we're we're lucky if i remember what day it is most of the time (laughs) feel that i feel that but joey how are you doing this week dude I'm good, man. I, I am freezing cold as we record this today. It is fucking cold up here in beautiful Massachusetts in the northeast of the United States. Uh, and Marcellus, you live less than two miles from me, so I'm sure you are also freezing cold. Yes, it is actually very cold, especially in the podcast room. Uh, normally, I would be underneath a whole bunch of blankets right now, but nope. Here I am with you guys. The ceiling fan in here has two 
modes where I'm recording on with the ceiling fan on or completely off and dark. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, Not only is it freezing cold, but there's also like a ceiling fan directly over my head. So I need it when I sleep. So it doesn't, I never bother to like fix it or get on a ladder and take care of it. So what does it matter? Like if I'm sleeping, I have that ceiling fan on and a box fan on because I need the noise, but man, it's cold in here right now. So yeah, it's very cold. And that's really it. I, nothing exciting going on in my life. Just, you know, man, just heading out to the movies, playing out the podcast, making TikToks, hanging out. You know, nothing, nothing big, nothing big. Just, just, just living the dream, living the dream, guys. But enough about us. You know what? Let's talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more. So is her podcast. All right, everybody, you can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com, and there you're going to find a brand new episode every week. You will also find comic book, TV, and movie reviews, along with some creator interviews conducted by the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. And you can check out Adam's original comic book, Social Studies, over at socialstudiescomic.com. You're also going to find some links to our podcast merchandise, T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, magnets, coffee mugs, a whole array of items that you can purchase and represent Soul Wizard Podcast. Our social media links are there too. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and let us know what you think of the show. Find Soul Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Check out our YouTube page, where new content is being uploaded regularly. We also have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show. A special shout out goes to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. And I'm talking about Fans on Patrol, Pop Prism Power Podcast, Cult 45, The Movie Podcast, Superhero Speak, and the Gorilla Brain Podcast. That's it for me. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long time, and I've been working on it for a while, okay? All right, we are back, and it's time for us to review, I would say, probably the first big movie of the year in terms of releases, and that is Argyle from Matthew Vaughn, director of Kingsman, Kick-Ass. As always, we're going to start non-spoiler. We'll talk about our trip to the movies, talk a little bit about the movie, and then how we felt about it. Then, Markellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers, so if you haven't seen it yet, you'll at least know what we thought, and you can bounce. The rest of you stick around for a little more in-depth discussion. Before we get started, um, Aubrey, on a scale of 1 to 10, how sick of the trailer for this movie were you before we went to see it? A 10. It was like the only trailer I saw for six months, and it was the same trailer. It didn't even change up at all. (laughs) Markellis Riggins. Uh, I will be honest, I kind of got from the trailer that there was a like a mystery to be solved in the movie. So whenever the trailer came on or the commercial came on, I did not pay attention at all. So I went into this movie almost cold. 
pretty much okay. very cool. So yeah, I wasn't sick of the trailer. Oh. All right, I was like an eleven out of ten sick of the trailer for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, they didn't cut a second trailer, and I saw this in some interviews because Matthew Vaughn said he would only allow them to use footage from the first twenty-eight minutes of the movie, so they didn't spoil anything. And there it was. They, they couldn't make another trailer because they couldn't use any other footage. So uh, I just like I felt like I saw it. It felt like it played twice before every movie I saw in the last six months. <laughs> I, just, like, I was so sick of it. So that was not boding well for Argyle. But Marcellus Reagans, we all saw this in theater. And as always, how was your trip to the movies? Actually, my trip was not that bad. Uh, nothing really out of the ordinary happened. It's the same as always. I will say that. Uh, you guys went to see it before I did. I was the last one to see it. And, uh, you know, when it's like, <laughs> when it's getting close to recording time, I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I have to leave the house and go to the theaters to watch <laughs> Argyle. <laughs> There's so many other things I could be doing right now in my time. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was a, I went to a nice kind of matinee price or matinee show. So the price wasn't that bad. Popcorn was good. The soda was good. Uh, yeah, and the weather was it wasn't as cold as it is right now, so it wasn't that bad to be walking outside. So, yeah, no, nothing eventful happened, just a regular weekend trip to the movies. All right, well, that's good, Aubrey. What happened to you at the movie theater? Um, nothing really. I mean, it was a weird small theater that they chose for this one, like. Was this before you bought your Regal Unlimited? So they were like, oh, you don't have Regal Unlimited. You have to go to the small theater. <laughs> no, it was after. It was it was weird. It was like um, one of the smaller rooms that they were showing it in. So it wasn't like inclined. All of the seats were at the same level. It was very weird. Um, but I bought my Mean Girls collector's cup bucket <laughs> that I'm going to send you in the mail <laughs> because I don't need it. But uh, I couldn't fathom spending the same amount for a large popcorn that I could for a collector's bucket and get like 10 times more of the popcorn. So I did get uh, your Mean Girls collector's bucket. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'll send it to you eventually when I remember. I, I look forward to it in uh, 2027. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, and well, I mean, there was, it wasn't... There wasn't much notable about it, honestly. Awesome. All right. So it's good. We had a, a decent trip to the movies. I got to see this before any of you because inexplicably, I had a Thursday off this week and I'm looking at my schedule. I didn't have to work Thursday. Then I had to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm like, when am I going to see this movie? And I had to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 1.30 to 10.30. So I'm like, the only time I could go see it would be after work. It's not a big deal because I could go home and go to bed and not have to get up super early because I didn't have to be back to work till 1.30. But I got to tell you, when I get out, every time I try to make plans where I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this when I get out of work. I'm going to do that when I get out of work. I'm fucking wiped. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, especially on Fridays, which are truck days, which are even harder. So there was no way. I, I knew I wasn't going to go over the weekend or if I went, I was going to like go early in the morning and then go to work. Some annoying thing was going to happen. So. I was just like, all right, all right, all right. I'm going Thursday night. It's Thursday preview show night. Like, how exciting is this? It's been such a long time since I've done that. The last time I went to the movies on a Thursday night was when myself, my daughter, uh, boyfriend Jordan, and my son went to see uh, Multiverse of Madness in IMAX. So, nice. 
which was like, what, a year ago, two years ago? (laughs) I don't remember, but it was a long time ago. So I said, fuck it. And I went to the theater and I'm like, oh, it's going to probably be a little busy because it's Thursday night. First night, you know, they have the preview showings for people. And I went and there was like no one there. (laughs) (laughs) All those previews did nothing. Right. Um, I got into the when I got into the theater and by the time the movie started, I think there were three people other than me in the entire theater. So, wow. Um, So the entire theater experience itself, like sitting in the theater, watching the movie, perfectly fine. Nobody talked. The other people sat far away. Um, There wasn't any issues watching the movie. But I did have one issue, and that was I went to the Hadley, Massachusetts movie theater, Cinemark, which I usually go to. And I've discussed this before on here, the straw situation. (laughs) Yes. So I didn't bring my own straw again because I just didn't have a straw in the car at the time. I got to go grab some at work. But and by the way, my wife thinks that's the funniest thing on earth that I have extra straws in my car for when I go to the movies. She thinks she's like to make fun of me, like really bad about it. But um they gave me a normal straw. Whoa. They had normal straws again. So I don't know if more complaints happened or maybe they just heard this podcast and were like, oh, we can't have these cardboard straws. We're getting thrown under the bus on So Wizard. But, <laughs> That's what it was. It's the yeah. it's the podcast. Yeah. So they had normal straws. But here's the issue. I bought a large Diet Coke. And, and no fronting. If you're not from the United States, I don't know how things are where you live. But the fucking stuff in the movie theater is expensive as hell. Like a large soda, which is just a, it's not like anything special. This isn't like we're getting like a tub or something. It's, it's a 32 ounce soda. Like it's like five bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's just expensive. So I'm expecting to be drinking this soda for the two and a half hours of Argyle. And they're like, oh, these are the only cups we have left. And they gave me a Taylor Swift era's <laughs> concert, like plastic limited edition cup, which I, I wouldn't want anyway. But then I'm looking at it. And it, it's smaller than a regular large. Yes, exactly. So I got a stupid plastic cup I didn't want, and I had to pay full price for it. And it was smaller than I normally would have gotten. And <laughs> the Cinemark in Hadley has higher concession prices than the one in Westside. So I wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, can you just pour some uh, soda into a large popcorn tub and I'll just drink it out of there? Like, I'm so mad. <laughs> Dude, I've gotten probably like five of those Taylor Swift cups. None of them have made it home at all. Oh, no. Like, it care. went right in the trash afterwards. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't have anything against Taylor Swift uh, other than I don't like her music and I, I don't like her boyfriend. So, um <laughs> You know, other than that, she's fine. Other than her actual career and her love life, I, I, I she's fine. But um, yeah, not to open that can of worms. But yeah, I didn't want that cup, so I threw it away after I was done drinking Diet Coke out of it. But man, that was that really pissed me off because it was like that was that's just expensive. And then I didn't even get the full amount. I probably got like three ounces less than usual. I should have went back and had them put the extra in there afterwards. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I need to speak to the manager. <laughs> But other than that, everything was fine. So it was nice. Um, There just wasn't anybody there. So that's honestly, it sucks because I like to go to the movies. Like some of my most memorable movie going experiences were when the theater was packed and everybody was going wild. Like I remember going to see The Force Awakens opening night with my daughter and the place was like a fucking rock concert. And then we went to see Endgame and the place was like practically rioting for the last like 45 minutes of the movie. (laughs) Like It was a great time, but 
man, it's something about going and there's just no one there bothering you, talking, being on their phone, watching hockey games. Like, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, but you you do get kind of robbed of that Thursday night experience because if anyone is going to show up and have a great time, it's the people that show up Thursday night for the movie. Even the freaking Matrix, the last Matrix, whatever it was called, Revolutions. Thursday night, that crowd was ready. At least they started ready. Wait, the Matrix 4? The Matrix 4, yeah. With this movie. Thursday night, people were so pumped, man. Like they were applauding, they were ready. And then as the movie went on, it just got quieter and quieter. I was going to say, uh, I need Michael Jackson to explain what that movie was. <laughs> there was doo doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was nice. But yeah, I do miss uh, some of the crazy, wild movie going times. So, Aubrey, you're probably too young. But, Mark, I'm sure you used to go when it was legitimately midnight Friday. (laughs) Yes. There was none of this special preview screening starting at 2 p.m. It was was 11.59 Thursday night. Yep. I went to the the midnight of one of the Harry Potter movies. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Was it wild? It was packed. I mean, the line was down the food court of the mall. Yeah, I remember going to the midnight screening of Attack of the Clones, of all things. <laughs> that was like <laughs> insanity. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so people out there that might be a little younger than us, and it's not doesn't take much, they don't understand. Like, the screenings used to start, like, 11.59 p.m. Thursday night, <laughs> and that was the only screening. There was no 5 p.m., 2 p.m., 7 p.m. shit. It was wild, and, and that was when it was the diehards. Those are the people that you wanted to be there. You're like, you know what? I have to work tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., but I'm going to see Return of the King at midnight. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> getting out of getting getting home at 4 a.m., sleeping for three hours, and going to work. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a badge of honor. It's a badge of movie loving honor. That's it's right. Like a midnight release of a video game, just not the same anymore. Yep, probably the same amount of virginity, but. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, Aubrey, the last time I went to tried to go to a midnight launch of a game was when Skyrim came out mm-hmm. and I got there and there was a huge line out in front of the store and I got in line and just listening to the people talking. I was just like, I don't want to do this. And I just left. <laughs> <laughs> but it's time to find out. I, I think I know, but it's time to find out. What we thought, non-spoiler of Argyle, Aubrey Litchfield, the queen of all spy thrillers. What did you think, non-spoiler of Argyle? Uh, this movie was fucking stupid. <laughs> I went in with expectations that it was going to be bad. And there were moments where I was like, okay, they might, they might pull this off and I might not be as mad. But they ruined every single time where I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I won't hate this as much as I thought I would. Oh, no, I do. (laughs) When the credits started, the very first thing I thought was, wow, Aubrey's going to fucking hate this movie. (laughs) And I don't want to go into spoilers, but when certain things were happening in the movie, I'm like, oh, God, I would give a lot to be able to just not not even maybe it could just be invisible and sit next that sounds creepy but sit next to you in the movie theater watching you react (laughs) i was doing my best too because i went with my friend and she's very positive about things she tends to like a lot of things i don't 
and she was laughing a lot more and I was sitting there really holding it in because I was like, oh, this movie. <laughs> Maybe that would be good for Patreon. We could have you stream on Twitch for our Patreons as you watch movies. <laughs> and just, you're disgusted as it builds throughout the two hours. I thought about it. I thought about doing like a, a recording myself watching a movie and comment and having some commentary during it. But that co- that 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 requires a lot of effort on my part. Right. Yep. Yeah, no, and I understand. But OK, I, so my 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 thoughts were correct on Aubrey. Marcellus Reagans, what did you think of Argon? Hmm. I, you know, I appreciate the fact that Matthew Vaughn took a big swing or took a swing, maybe not a big swing, but he took a swing. I don't think he connected at all. Um, I think there is certain people who will really like this movie, who will really get a big kick out of it and really enjoy it and really be along for the ride. I was not one of those people. Uh, the longer this movie went on, the more I was like, I've made a horrible mistake. (laughs) (laughs) There's not going to be an episode 500. We're done. (laughs) Mark throws a Taylor Swift cup at the screen and storms out of the movie theater. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I, again, I appreciate the effort. This movie just, it didn't quite work for me. And, and, and it's mainly because the stuff that we can't talk about without spoiling it. Right. Okay. So I am going to be on a very lonely island, I guess, uh, among you guys and among a lot of our peers. Uh, is that the right word? Like peers or friends in podcasting that I follow on Letterboxd or talk to outside of other things that all have seemed to really hate this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't I'm not going to sit here and say I loved it because I didn't. I might not even say that I liked it, but I didn't hate it. And it has a lot of problems. It has a lot of problems. But there were just things I really liked in it that I wished that there was more of and less of other things. But I I didn't hate it. I I mean, I almost almost like it. There you go. That's the best thing. Put it it on the front of the Blu-ray. I almost liked it. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to change that opinion by the end of this. (laughs) Yeah. Get him on. I highly doubt it, but. Um, yeah, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. So, you know, I, and it's got a lot of issues and I think it will probably play a lot better when it gets to Apple streaming because it's obviously Apple like paid for all of this. Um, I think when you're able to pause it and get up and go wash the dishes and make lunch and then sit back down and watch it and then pause it and then get up and do something else and come back, I think it might play a lot better. Uh, but sitting in the theater, it certainly didn't play a lot better. <laughs> but it has a lot of issues, but I, I didn't hate it. So that's the best I could give you. I didn't hate it. So <laughs> we'll have to see what those reasons were once we get in the spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, you now know that you have two, uh, barely one of us telling you to watch. It. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, you know, that what you do with your life is up to you. But <laughs> maybe not this one. So if you haven't seen it, now is your time to bounce. The rest of you stick around. We're going to spoil Argyle. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right. We're going to put you guys on the spot to start. Marcellus Reagans, give me some things that you liked about this movie. Yes. So things that I liked about this movie. Uh, I appreciate that it was a spy movie that was 
kind of like ones that we've seen before and also not like ones we've seen before in different aspects. I like that it's you can't you can say, oh, Argyle is like so and so. But if you put it next to that one, they're two totally different movies. They feel like different movies. So I do like that. I like that. they're Like I said before, I like that Matthew Vaughn took a big swing. Um, I actually liked the performances. I thought Bryce Dallas Howard was really good. I totally bought her as the kind of cat lady who's a writer and, you know, didn't getting caught up in this big mystery, but also smart enough to figure out how to get out of uh, these spy situations. Like I really bought into her character in the beginning. I liked her a lot. I like Sam Rockwell. It's nice to see him be like, you know, use his charm and his, his natural like sense of humor as a good guy, as opposed to like a Weasley asshole that he's been, it looks like he's been doing that for, uh, I don't know, at least a fat past like 10 Eh, I mean, like six years or so he's always playing that greasy asshole so it's nice to see him like use his charms and actually be a, a fun dude uh, I like Brian Cranston I thought he was really good I wish he had a, I wish there was a little bit more to him but I liked his whenever he gets pissed off at uh at uh his his lackeys his henchmen or whatever uh, I thought he did a really good job I thought he was actually really funny I love the fact that uh, there is a scene at the end where Bryce Dallas Howard is about to run and she takes off her high heels and runs barefoot. And I'm like, yes, she listened. <laughs> None of this Jurassic Park bullshit. She's actually taking her heels off. And I like that that the movie kind of unfolded. Like I was intrigued. I didn't, I could not pinpoint what the movie was. And the trailers did not, uh, as you mentioned, they only show like a little bit of the first 20 something minutes. The trailers don't really give away what it is, but it, it, they do kind of say that it's a mystery. And as I'm watching the movie, uh, and things are unfolding. I could not wrap my brain around what was actually happening. Like, what was what was the big mystery? And then when they do reveal the big mystery, I'm like, oh, I've I've seen this movie like a bunch of times, and at least like 20 years ago. So, uh, you know, it, at least I was intrigued for the beginning of it. And you know, there's some cool PG-13 violence in there. It wasn't completely over the top like Kingsman. So, I respect that. Um. Yeah, that's it. That's all I liked. Aubrey Litchfield. Um. Yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> I liked uh, some of the psychological pieces of it. Uh, I like. Like there, there's a couple of different psychological pieces to it that I that I did enjoy. Uh, there was a a couple of humor things in there that now I can't even remember, but I chuckled a couple times. I know I chuckled a couple times. And yeah. <laughs> I I liked the beginning of the movie. Like the first little bit where Bryce Dallas Howard was a was an author and she was a cat lady and then she was abducted because she couldn't tell the future. And then I liked that concept. And then they ruined it. <laughs> so I can't even I can't even give them kudos for that. So yeah, that's all I liked. Wow. All right. Whew. All right. Let's uh let's get the misogyny out of the way first. <laughs> right, let, me, <laughs> let me guess. You put Dual Lipa and Bryce Dallas Howard in a movie automatically, that's like three stars. All right. First of all, Bryce Dallas Howard is loin achingly hot like an 11 out of 10 and then when she's in that dress at the end of the movie oh good lord 
I hated her like, with the blonde hair. She looks she stupid. was uh, she was stepping on Sam Rockwell. I was like, yes, please. Can that be me? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she is. Oh, my God. She's hot. Wow. Anyway, um, plus Dua Lipa and Sophia Boutella all in the same movie. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Who <laughs> <Ooh>, Lord. <laughs> It's an automatic star and a half right there. So, <laughs> twisted. Um, no, I I liked um, I liked her performance, especially at the beginning when she was the author. I, I'll agree with Aubrey. That was my favorite part of the movie. It was up about like the first half of the movie. I think was really good. Um, then it kind of went off the rails in the middle, and then it came back to being just stupid at the end, but like a fun stupid. I really liked them in the hallway with the color bombs. And I loved her ice skating. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> I thought that was so awesome. Mm, again, like like I said, it. there's people who are going to really appreciate the insanity of the the final acts of this movie. The, the hallway <laughs> smoke bomb at that point, I was out. I was out. I, I was done. <sighs> See, I appreciate it. I thought that was really funny and fun. I liked them dancing. I liked the fact that they mentioned that she was ice skating. <laughs> earlier in the movie they yes. set the they set the table and it was it was at least something they mentioned a few times it wasn't like in house of the dead where the guy's like oh she's late for the boat it's must be taking her fencing lessons again <laughs> so that she can sword fight the bad guy at the end of the movie uh but i you know i i liked that goofiness at the end and i liked uh the beginning of the movie i it, honestly i thought sam rockwell was I, I, who I love anyway, but he was awesome in this. Uh, excuse mm-hmm. me, Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell was <laughs> yes. amazing in this because I it felt like he was channeling like Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible. <laughs> he really gave that vibe to me of like Tom Cruise it, from Mission Impossible, like just annoying kind of older guy, <laughs> <laughs> like spy guy. Like I really, I don't know if that's what they were going for, but I really got that vibe from him and I thought it was fucking hilarious. And yeah, I mean, just that first part of the movie and then the very end with the action set pieces I thought was great. Uh, unfortunately, there's a middle to the movie. <laughs> we can talk about that in a second. Uh, but I, I had fun with that stuff. I, I enjoyed it up until a certain point. There's hot chicks, school action scenes, um, and it was at least fun for a little while. And then it's suddenly not fun. So, Markellis Reagans, what did you not like about this movie? Okay, so things that I did not like about this movie. Uh, I liked it the first time I saw it when it was called The Long Kiss Goodnight. I was uh, just going to mention that. <laughs> also starring Samuel Jackson. Um, again, the thing about this movie is that they don't want, they didn't want to give away what the movie was about in the trailers. But, you know, movies like Long Kiss Goodnight or Born Identity, like they front load the trailers to let you know this is what's happening. And that makes the experience fun. Them unraveling it in this movie, just it wasn't, at least I, it wasn't fun for me anyway. Uh, so, yeah, as when it does make that twist and she's the spy and I'm like, oh, I've already seen this better. Uh, in fact, yes, much uh, better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the music drops, the music drops were awful when it started off with the the Barry White. I'm like, OK, I'm, it's kind of ridiculous, but I'm OK with this. And then every single set piece had a dumb song <laughs> to go with it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is just way too much. And the songs lasted way too long and that annoyed the shit out of me uh this movie was way too long jesus christ it was mm-hmm. so long i 
I I did miss part of the movie because I had to get up and go to the bathroom. But I'm like, oh god, it's it's like there's got to be like 15 minutes left. I'm just gonna run to the bathroom real quick, make it back. I sat back down. It was like another 35 minutes. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, how long is this movie? It was. It felt so long. Mark, you know what's weird is that I didn't. I drank a large soda and I didn't have to get up and go to the bathroom during this. And you know why? Because I didn't why? get the full large soda. That's why. <laughs> Screw you, Hadley Cinemark. Yeah, fuck you, Taylor Swift. Uh, so yeah, I know this movie was supposed to be funny. I did not find it funny at all. I, there might have been one chuckle out of me, but I cannot. I can't remember it now. Um, and I really, I like. I said Sam Rockwell was really delivering, trying to deliver a performance, but I, I just didn't find any of it funny. It just it just didn't land for with me anyway. Uh, I thought Henry Cavill's acting was awful, just like <laughs> fucking awful. And I'm like, well, so he was Henry Cavill, is what you're saying? <laughs> it's yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, how have I never noticed how bad he is at this? Like he's, I mean, not, he's not horrible, but. They didn't, I don't for some reason, either the character wasn't written well or his delivery just wasn't on point. But he was, he, it felt like Henry Cavill from Superman. And in here, it just, it was the same thing, but it just wasn't good. Or at least it really stood out how bad it was. Uh, and as we mentioned before, the whole scene in the hallway with the smoke, when the, the smoke is making like the, the heart shape <laughs> as they're dancing in the air. Dumb, stupid. Uh, the ice skating Boo. thing. <laughs> the whole ice skating scene, stupid. Uh, Did you feel the oh, same way when it happened in the transporter? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I did not. It felt really bad in this one, though. The stomp the skulls sequence, like her getting ready to stomp the guy's skull, and then he kills all the bad guys, right? Got it. I got it. That's the joke. And then they kind of bring it back towards the end, and he's just going to let her kill him? Like he's not I mean, gonna bother. I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> like, mind her stomping on me. Be I understand. Yeah, I understand the the enjoyment of having Bryce Dallas Howard step on you. I get that, but <laughs> but it they they set it up in the beginning, and that was the payoff. And the only reason he is the only reason he isn't dead is because a character got shot in the chest who wound up coming back. Uh, somehow made her way onto this barge to save everybody's life by sneaking up on a bad guy. It would that part was so <laughs> unbelievably dumb, and it, it the movie ramps up to a cartoonish level, and I didn't care. Like I, I it totally lost me. I didn't. I wasn't enjoying it enough to appreciate the the Looney Tunes zaniness of it all. And then you get to the after credit scene, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here with all of that shit i'm done <laughs> i didn't even understand what was happening in the after credit scene it's like what who cares and i just left there's an after credit scene <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey was out of there as soon as the, the letters hit the screen she was done i was i was like i don't want to do this anymore my friend asked me if there was an after credit scene and i think i told her no you're like nope you're not let's go <laughs> uh so yeah those are all the things that i did not like about this movie all right, well, I just want to say, um, fool this man. I'm, I'm actually scared right now to ask, but Aubrey, <laughs> what did you not like about this movie? All right. <laughs> she's like, I can hear like, I just got a list. She's ready to go. 
So we'll start from the beginning. First of all, I don't like how Henry Cavill looks like he has an inflatable thing in his chest. Like he he just looks very oddly shaped in that green suit. I don't understand it. And it made me really uncomfortable the whole time. I didn't like the whole thing with doing like that. He, he just looked like he walked out of like a flock of seagulls video or something. Yeah, it was. I don't I didn't like it at all. <laughs> Um, I didn't like the scene with Dua Lipa. I didn't like anything about that, really. I mean, the, it was um, interesting that his, the like man behind the screen got shot, and then John Cena like picks Dua Lipa up by the back of her dress somehow. Um, like we saw that in the, in the trailer, so like I knew to expect that. But then you see Henry Cavill more throughout the movie, and I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like when Bryce Dallas Howard is like hallucinating and seeing him and then they turn it into she's seeing herself. I hated that. Uh, the big twist in the middle of the movie. Oh my God. I could have screamed. (laughs) I absolutely hated that. 100%. I will never, you can never convince me to enjoy that somehow Bryce Dallas Howard is this secret agent. I fucking hated that. I hated every second of it. If I never have to watch that part again, I'll be happy. But then I also don't have to watch the second half of this movie. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you're (laughs) never going to watch this again. So I think you're going to be safe. Yeah. It, It was the stupidest twist I think I've ever heard in a movie before and I've ever had to see see in a movie before. It was absolutely horrendous of a choice that they made there. If they had continued with Bryce Dallas Howard as an author and like somehow she gets wrapped up in this, that would have been, they would have saved this movie, I believe. But this whole thing where like she's a secret agent that got in, that was manipulated and brainwashed. I hated it. Hated every second of it. I didn't like Samuel L. Jackson in this movie. He became really irritating. I don't like how he's just like this giddy person that's like laughing about stupid shit. And I just didn't like him. I thought he was really stupid. I thought he did a really shitty job acting. And he was poorly written. Like I said, I hated the last half of the movie. The beginning when she's an author, it was okay. It wasn't great. But I probably wouldn't have been as angry watching a movie about an author that's like somehow wrapped up in a spy thing and then falls in love with uh, Sam Rockwell. I did, however, have a problem with her entire backstory being that she is a secret agent who was in love with Sam Rockwell and then somehow was working for this, um, I don't even remember their names, the D something, whatever. Um, I hated that. I hated (laughs) whatever they're called. I hated that. I, I hated that. Like she just somehow like, she was all for it when she was with them. And then she also backstabs them, but then she doesn't. It's like a weird, you know, pick your struggle. Bryce Dallas Howard. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Like pick your struggle. I hated the, like, I found certain things funny. Like when Sam Rockwell was like making a joke that they should kiss and everything. I thought that was kind of funny. But it got like a 
out of me. <laughs> it didn't get even a full laugh. Like it was just like a, huh. um, I hated the ice skating scene. I hated it so much. It was so stupid. I hated her with the blonde hair. She looked awful. Absolutely awful. Him with the frosted tips. Awful. Hated it. I hate Like I said, I hated the last half of the movie. So I could really just cut it apart because it's going on the top five worst movies of the year for me already is so bad. There, I don't. I don't even think there's anything redeemable in the last half of the movie because I found everything so fucking stupid. I hated that. Um, what's her name? I'm spacing on her name. I hated that she came back. I hated that she like does that um, question at. Like she like she does um a book reading at the end too. And then there's people like still asking questions and then Henry yep. Cavill's there with a mullet and he's like, you got any questions for me? <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. I, I just, yeah, this movie was bad. It just, there wasn't anything redeeming in the last half of this movie. I hated everything about the last half of this movie there wasn't a good scene that I can even pick out of that. Like the, the scene where she hears him say she needs a bullet to her head. That was bad when he's like in the shower. And when she runs away, like that's kind of funny. And she's like, I'm in big trouble. And then she meets up with her parents and then her parents turn out to be the head people of this evil corporation. And like, that was kind of okay. But at the same time, you're like, what? So, (laughs) I don't know. It's it's like they took every single cheesy cliche from every single movie you can think of and they threw it in this movie to see if they could just make a big ball of shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So I, I'm taking it you didn't like the movie. I, I didn't, no. It's definitely going on top five worst movies we've seen this year. <laughs> am, I, am I crazy here? I'm, I'm the only person that liked the two main action scenes at the end of the movie? Yes. Yes. You guys didn't enjoy those? Those are fun. They were, they were funny and cute. and No, they were not. Maybe in a different movie. I don't think... I think, I think if it had been a funny, whimsical movie, like the whole time, the whole way through... Those would have fit better, but in this movie, they don't work, and it's hard to appreciate them when they're surrounded by shit. <laughs> Bryce Dallas those- Howard in a low-cut dress, ice skating on oil? No? No, I hated that scene. I don't think that Big scene would titty. work in any Maybe movie, honestly. Okay. Mm. All right. Look, there is that. That's number one I've seen is straight out of a freaking Bugs Bunny cartoon. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's literally a scene from the transporter. I can't believe <laughs> no one else is pointing this out. He puts the fucking bicycle uh, pedals on his feet and covers himself in oil. But that's... fights those guys. And it was super homoerotic. <laughs> the, the scene where, like, her and Sam Rockwell are in the hallway and they're, like, having all the gas bombs and everything. That would have worked in, like, a Deadpool movie and been fine. But in this movie, it did not work. Yes, there you go. There you go. Would, I I liked both those scenes, so you guys can go to hell. Um, <laughs> Fine. All right. So what I not like about this movie, Mark is correct, uh, and Aubrey is correct. Right up front, this is too long. There is zero reason for this to be two and a half hours long, and I almost feel like. And I was just talking about this with Brent from uh, Home Video Hustle uh, online today because he had just watched uh, The Harder They Fall, which I yeah. don't know if you remember that. You guys, it was a 
cowboy movie on Netflix. I love that movie. I also love that movie, but it was too long. <laughs> it needed like <laughs> 20 minutes cut out of the middle. And then I was like, you know, duh, five bloods was the same way. It was a five out of five movie that I gave a three because it needed an hour cut out of it. Um, and I, I don't, it, is this a thing with these yes. movies that are coming to streaming? Yes. Cause this is Apple paid for this. Yep. Um, and, and they said to Matthew Vaughn, Hey, we'll pay for you to make this movie. And we're going to say, do whatever the fuck you want. And here's yep. the budget and back off. So there's no producer. There's nobody to say, Hey, the middle 45 minutes, of this movie is excruciatingly bad. <laughs> there's no one there. There's no control over it. So then we get these two and a half, three hour movies that should be 90 minutes. Am I wrong here? No, that's the, that is exactly right, dude. That's the, the thing about movie studios is that they are the final say in, in stuff like that. And they make the, they make the calls, the big studio picture. Uh, the big ideas is how is this going to play in the theaters, blah, blah, blah. Netflix and Apple, they don't, they're not a studio. I mean, they are a studio, but they're not like a big Hollywood studio that, that really has to worry about that. So yeah, they'll like, we will pay you whatever you want. Come on over to us. We'll give you the biggest budget you need about a, a spy comedy with a cat in the bag. <laughs> Here's $200 million. Go nuts. And yeah, there's no one there to like rein them in. If that was a studio movie, if this was made at like Universal, there is no way this movie would be that long. Yeah, it is too long. There is an awesome 90 minute movie in here somewhere, but way too long. The middle is excruciating. And Aubrey, I actually liked when in the beginning, she's having uh, visions while <laughs> Sam Rockwell's fighting and then she sees him turn into Argyle and then back. Um, and you see the kind of the contrast between the two of them. I thought that was great. Uh, I didn't like it throughout the rest of the movie. And so I'll agree with you there. And just the middle part of the movie, once she gets to Samuel Jackson's farm or whatever it is, a winery, fast forward until them fighting in the hallway and then walk away. <laughs> like everything in the middle of this movie is excruciating and I felt like it left, it lost, it lost its, its plot somewhere. Like, so they, she was writing books that were things that already happened. Yes. And then they were waiting for her to write this book. So they would know where she hid something or something was hidden. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. I, I, I don't feel like that was super clear in the movie at all. And then and so it was over the course of five years too. Like yeah. they waited five years. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, man, I like the idea of what was happening up until the reveal starts, but like the reveal was stupid. So like, was there any other way to like write this movie to get to the other point? Like I, I didn't need her to have been a secret agent. You know what I mean? Like there, I just feel like there really should have been some other plot somewhere but I'm, I'm not a screenwriter. I don't get $200 million from Apple to make a movie. So I guess I, I don't know what I'm talking about. But man, that middle part is excruciating. I thought the way they um, hypnotized her was stupid. Yes. Like all of it was stupid. It was really dumb. It felt like someone's first pass at a script. Like, like again, going back to what I was saying about the runtime, like did no one else look this over and say, wow, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't get it. It was, it was bad. It was bad. That middle part of this movie is bad. And, you know, and that's with me liking the end with the action set, set pieces at the end. And you guys didn't even like those. So for you guys, it's like the first 45 minutes is good. And then you could have just got up and left <laughs> the first like 30 minutes. Yeah. And then yeah. I could have left. 
I was uh, furiously Googling about 20 minutes into the movie, Aubrey, because I was like, oh, shit, does the cat die in Arkham? <laughs> <laughs> I know. No. I was in the movies, and I was like, son of a bitch, if that cat dies. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it does not. We are in spoilers. But, yeah, I mean, for me, like, the things I just didn't like about the movie was that it just really loses its way. And the tone is just all over the place. And you guys are right. And I'm defending the action set pieces at the end that I loved, but they are, they're really goofy and it doesn't earn those at all. It was, you know, kind of fun, little bit goofy, you know, comedy type thing. And then all of a sudden it's like serious sci-fi spy action movie. And then it's like super goofy, ridiculous ice skating on oil. Like, and making hearts out of the uh, smoke and stuff like it, it's not earned at all. And it's just a mess. It, it's an absolute fucking mess. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's really it for me. I just feel like the, the script completely lets down the cast and some of the mm-hmm. cool stuff that happens in the movie. It, it's, it's not an affront. I mean, Aubrey thinks it's one of the worst five movies of the year on, on uh, February 5th <laughs> as we record this. But, um, <laughs> You know, I, I didn't feel like it was an affront to my senses. I just was, you know, I didn't have exactly high expectations, but I certainly felt a little disappointed after I finished watching it because I was like, eh, that had an opportunity to be a lot better than it was. I think that's what made me more mad about this movie. It's like it had the opportunity to be a lot better, but it decided not to be. It decided to make very bad decisions. Yeah, and it, to me, the the bad decisions is the complete middle of this movie, which is just a slog of nonsense and stupidity to get us to the point where she's a secret agent again. And none of it really made any sense or worked, or I cared at all about it. And then when they had the big reveal, it was just kind of like, uh, I guess, you know, wah wah wah. So yeah, I just again, not anything. That I'm going to sit here and say negative a million out of 10 or whatever. It's not Batman v Superman or anything, but it's, it's not good, but it's not terrible. It's just kind of there. So (laughs) there was an after credit scene, Marcellus Reagan's. Can you even begin to explain what happened in this after credit scene? Cause I watched it and went what? And then I just got up and left. All right. So the after credit scene, this movie, this movie, Argyle is about, Whatever her name is, Ellie. Bryce Dallas Howard's big ass titties. So <laughs> I got out of it. So. <laughs> the character of Ellie is a writer. She has written four Argyle books, and she's about to finish the fifth one, and that's going to explain blah blah blah, so the bad guys can find out where this list is. Whatever. The after credit scene is the beginning of her book as a movie. So imagine if. If, uh, uh, you know, she wrote, she wrote those books and then someone was like, I'm going to take the first book and I'm going to make a movie out of it. That's the scene. So the kid that's at the, at the bar, the kid walks into a bar, the Kingsman bar to tie it into Matthew Vaughn's other spy franchise. Uh, kid walks into the Kingsman bar and he's, he gets a gun and a kid's name is Aubrey Argyle. So, uh, this is the first, this is a tease that there's going to be that Henry Cavill will be back as Argyle in "Quote unquote Argyle books or Ar- Argyle movies." I hate this, <laughs> <laughs> and it has your name on it. <laughs> yeah, I hate it even more. <laughs> How dare they tarnish my name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even understand what was happening in the after credit scene. So it was like the Kingsman. What? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. 
Yeah, so Argyle, the book. <laughs> the Argyle holds the book is now the movie. Hyphen the movie coming yep. soon. I hate that. Oh, my God. Okay, again, yeah. again, another bad decision. So the good news is we will never have to worry about that. <laughs> yes, thank God. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the only thing left to do is to score the movie from zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got for Argyle? It's a zero. (laughs) This movie is so bad. I never want to see it again. It's going on my top five worst movies of the year. All right. Well, you got to maintain your letterbox this year so you can keep track of this stuff. I know. I'm not good at maintaining social media at all. So So we'll see if it can beat out Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Markellis Reagan. Uh, I am going to give this a one and a half. Yeah, I it, this movie just made me want to watch Long Kiss Goodnight all over again. Yeah, uh, but I will say it was nice to see Samuel L. Jackson cashing the easiest check he's ever gotten in his life. Sit at this desk and watch the Lakers game. Done. That's all he had to do. And clap and laugh. Yeah, <laughs> he was clapping because he was watching the uh, the check get put into his bank account. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys are going to kill me, but I'm giving this a three out of five. Oh, my Lord. That is so undeserving. I just got more enjoyment out of it than you guys. I don't think I'll ever watch it again, but I I didn't think it was that bad. I don't think it's that great. And it's a little disappointing, but, you know, I'm probably closer to a 2.75, but I have to stick to my letterbox scale. So uh, I'm going with a three out of five. There's, there's more to enjoy in here than hate. And like I said, I feel like this is going to get redeemed when it goes to streaming. So when it's a movie sitting on your TV that you can pause, get up and do something, come back, pause, get up and do something, come back. It's probably going to be a much better experience watching than being forced to sit there for two hours and 37 minutes and 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 watch this. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how history is kind to Argyle. But that's our review. Maybe we got it right. Well, maybe I got it right. Maybe they got it wrong. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? It's a great question. Um, I got nothing. I haven't done anything. Go see uh, Lisa Frankenstein. That's what I got. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be worse than Argyle, right? Hopefully not. <laughs> Mark Ellis Rankins. Uh yeah, there's a great documentary on Netflix right now called The Greatest Night in Pop. It's pretty much a documentary and a, a retelling of the We Are the World song from 1985, where all of the pop stars of the of the time got together right after the American Music Awards and recorded a song to help with famine relief in Africa. Uh it is just chalk filled with crazy stories about uh, these famous people from the 80s. And it was just a fun watch. And uh, it was really cool. But it's uh, streaming on Netflix now, The Greatest Night in Pop. Is this where all of a sudden on Twitter I'm seeing all these GIFs and like clips of Michael Jackson like giving shade looks to people that don't know how to sing? <laughs> no, that, that actually came out way before. <laughs> those, okay, okay. Those GIFs have been happening for a while. It's like Huey Lewis struggling to sing and Michael Jackson like, ew. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. You know what actually I think Michael Jackson said when uh, he heard that song? There was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the page. Links to all our YouTube, Patreon content, as well as now featuring movie reviews from Stu from SWO Productions. Check it out at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam just dropped his review of... The new Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> Smith from Amazon uh, starring Donald Glover. So uh, check out what he thought there. And there's videos dropping twice a week now on our YouTube channel. Uh, the aforementioned Patreon where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. Uh, coming up this month, we're going to have our Oscars picks. And we've got uh, special guest Amanda is going to help us out with that. And there will be a caveat to whoever gets the most picks right. So monetarily support the show get that extra exclusive content help us out at so at patreon.com backslash so is your podcast uh, i am gonna echo what mark said when he stole my freaking thunder i've been waiting all episode for this to be my recommendation and mark brings it up casually in, <laughs> in conversation and that is one of the best uh action movies i i liked in the in the 90s was it the 90s yeah it was the 90s right yeah <laughs> God, time is a flat circle. Uh, and that is the long kiss goodnight starring Gina Davis and <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Such an underrated, underrated, awesome movie. So I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. Check it out and then head out to the theaters and see Lisa Frankenstein, which is dropping in theaters on my birthday, February 9th. Happy birthday to me. I get to go to the movies for the 47th time this year <laughs> because that, my friends, is what we will be reviewing next week on the podcast so come on back and join us on the road to episode 500 as we review lisa frankenstein but that is going to do it for episode 496 in a row of the so wizard podcast i have been your host joey DiCarlo, and with me my co-host the queen of all spy movies off your i wish somebody would push me off of a building with no bounce pad <laughs> and the expert <laughs> mr marquee markellis reagan Oh, my God. Uh, everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week for Lisa Frankenstein. Good journey.